Bing bong. I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, where I'm joined by Rick, founder of Crypto Cloaks. They put out a lot of novelty and really useful 3D printed items to help you with Bitcoin, whether it's your Bitcoin node case, Bitcoin mining, or you want a keychain, a Bitcoin chain, or an astronaut or anything like that. Be sure to check them out at CryptoCloaks.com and they also uh, have some cool websites to help you on your 3D printing journey. So check them out on 3D Printers Go Burr. That's B-R-R-R with three R's. So 3D, the number three, 3D Printers Go Burr with three R's to learn 3D printing. And they also have a telegram and you can find that at 3dprintingbitcoin.com. Now let's get into the episode. All right, we are live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. I am here with Rick, founder of Crypto Cloaks. Rick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Before we get into Crypto Cloaks and everything that you guys do there, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, give me your orange pill story. The orange pill story. All right. Uh, I'm an industrial engineer. So after I graduated college, I became an engineer at Genio Turkey. Uh, did that for a while, eight years, and my orange pill story kind of correlates with that. So what happened is got into Bitcoin around 2016, 2017. Um, I bought my first 3D printer six months before that. Um, but then I got into Bitcoin and I wanted to get my funds off of exchanges, as you should. Uh, I put it all on a ledger. Yeah, we all know how ledger is now, but uh, put it on a ledger and I wanted to hide it under my desk. So I figured I'll just design something real quick. And I figured, hey, maybe somebody else wants this. So I created an Etsy store. <laughs> and from there, it just like kind of blew up into this whole thing. So that's that's my orange pill story into like Bitcoin itself. It was it was pretty slow. Like I I kind of in 2016, I was like, well, I'm starting to understand like how the whole world's kind of falling apart. The money printer was starting to like slowly go burr. Pretty minor compared to the last two years, <laughs> that's for sure. But then when you go down that rabbit hole, you really understand like how how unique it is. I don't, I don't know. It's it's mind blowing to me how it all came to be. And we don't even know who created it. And it's I don't, it's just it's just fascinating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, when, when did you uh, graduate college? Oh, uh, God. 2014, I think. OK. Yeah. So it, it, was, it seems like it's kind of long, long the timeline of, uh, you know, you graduating college first, getting your you know first adult job. Um, it's kind of similar to me. I, when I was uh, going through my, I guess, orange pilling, I was in grad school and I was figuring out, all right, I'm going to start making some actual money here soon. So what what do I need to do with it? And it seems like uh, you were kind of along the same lines, like just kind of figuring out the whole money thing after you graduated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You don't you don't know what the hell you're doing when you get out of college. They don't really teach you all the life skills you should know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, they don't teach you anything about, you know, finance or anything like that. Yeah. And and then I feel like I, I took maybe one economics class in college because I was an engineer just like yourself and, uh, you know, just the general gen ed courses. I don't really dive into, you know, economics no. and money or, or make it interesting at all where you want to actually learn it. So um, it's usually yeah. all like bullcrap anyways, like what you yeah. learn in economics in college is kind of a joke compared to like what's actually happening. And I feel like they do that on purpose. So you can't like look behind the veil and see what's actually happening. Everything's good. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just just like the fiat, um, you know, system that they got going on there. And, you know, Safedine gets into that a lot when he talks about like the fiat uh, economics and the fiat standard and everything like that. Um, and, you know, I think at, at a certain point, too, if they started teaching you like the real deep, deep ins and outs of economics, they wouldn't uh, in school, um, you know, most people wouldn't really keep going to college. And no, they'd bail. Like, like, I'm yeah. not going to waste my money here. Yeah. <laughs> Go do a trade yeah, job. Ways. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, I guess tell me about Crypto Club. So you, you kind of got into it a little bit about how you, um, you know, designed something on your 3D printer for yourself and, and kind of started with the Etsy store. But um, I mean, you have uh, quite a few products you ha- on there. Um, some of them like more novelty and some of them like actually, you know, that, that you can have uh, some serious uses that you were talking about before. So um, how do you come up with, uh, I guess, a lot of these uh, novelty ideas? And then um, then we'll go into more of the, the use case ones afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the novelty ideas, I literally just create what the community wants. Uh, I would say 75, 80 percent of all the stuff that I make is ideas from the community or somebody wanting a custom product. And I'm like, I bet you everybody else will like that. So keep the ideas coming because literally everything that I'm designing is coming from you guys, really like the Bitcoin grenades or the honey badges themselves, or I don't know, the spinners and stuff like that, where I actually work with other artists and bring their products to the mainstream and print them all because they don't want to do it themselves. So yeah, I mean, I get all the ideas pretty much from the community, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so then uh, I guess some of the use case ones where, you know, I, I see you got like hardware wallet mounts, you know, some home mining equipment and, and stuff like that, that you print. Um, were you into mining before you started Crypto Cloaks or did you just kind of, uh, I guess, is it that another thing where you crowdsource from uh, from like Twitter? Yeah, so I got into home mining, honestly, only like five, six months ago. I've been watching it for a while and I just never wanted to pull the trigger on miners myself and try to figure that all out. And then I saw all the other plebs doing it. And I was like, I really want to run my own miner. So then I, what I did is I just bought two S19 J's. And then when I finally got them, I was like, Oh shit, how am I going to do heat? And I saw like uh, the shrouds and stuff on eBay. And I was like, okay, I mean, I could probably print my own or whatever, but I'll just buy them off eBay. And when I got them in, I was like, this is what people are selling. Like, this is trash. Like the quality was really bad. They looked like crap. And I was like, well, I can do better. So then I literally just designed my own real quick. And I said, well, this is the one thing I know everybody asked for like STLs and stuff of the files so they can print themselves. I was like, okay, so all of the home mining stuff, I've decided that I will open source, toss on our file factory so anybody can download that has me as a 3D printer. But that's how the, the home mining started. I really just got into it. And I was like, well, all the other products on eBay that I could buy are just crap. I should just design and print my own. Yeah. So I guess uh, let, let's back up for a second. So, I mean, 3D printing, um, you know, you, you're both yourself and I are both engineers. So I guess we're, we're somewhat familiar and um, and everything like that. But how did you decide to, uh, I guess, start a business surrounding uh, 3D printers? Uh, was it just something that you bought because, you know, you thought you saw a lot of utility in it in college or. Um, yeah. How did you uh I guess into your own 3D printing at home. So my senior design project in college, we I was actually in charge of running the 3D printer to make a certain pro- like piece of our product. And so that's where I kind of fell in love with it at first. And after I graduated, I was like, well, why don't I just see if I want like buy my own and see if I really like it. And that's where I bought my first $300 printer and fully modded it out. And that's where I slowly went down the rabbit hole of like falling in love with it completely. So 
Oh, nice. Well, I mean, that makes sense. So all right, I got, I got a, I guess I just had another question for you on the, along those lines. So which one is louder, the uh, 3d printer or the Bitcoin miner? No, the miners are way louder. <laughs> they are way louder. I'm literally next to them. They're on this like wall right here. And uh, yeah, you can hear them compared to printers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I saw you had, you had a booth at uh, Bitcoin Miami and uh, you had a few printers there running. Um, so uh, yeah, how big is uh, how big is crypto cloaks gotten for you? Have you uh, you know got any employees, or are you still just a self-run shop and everything like that? So over the past two years, it's really started blowing up. I've been doing most of it myself, but then I started getting help from uh, awesome Bitcoiners like uh, Stack, who helps me get our own brand of filament, and then we have our graphic designer that I brought in to help us like do all of this awesome artwork. Uh, art designed by SF. And then I'm starting to get more and more people to help me print because I have just so many orders and I can't print them on all of our printers. So that's why Mopar was there helping me run the booth in Miami. Uh, he's an awesome guy and he brought printers to kind of allow us to show off what we do. And I contract him out to print off some of our products. So when we get a whole bunch of orders, I just send them his way. I gotcha. And you guys kind of had, had a, a pretty funny sign. Um, behind your booth in miami it said like sold the real sign to stack more sad <laughs> yeah that sign that sign was a huge hit and we we literally thought of that at 10 30 at night like the day before industry day we're like shit we didn't buy a sign because we're too cheap how can we do this and we just like found the biggest piece of cardboard and a, i brought a sharpie just in case and it turned out pretty damn good yeah it seemed like that that helped you guys gain more attention opposed to just like a normal yeah. you know big big sign and everything like that so everybody's been thousands on signs and flashy stuff and here we are just with a cardboard sign over a booth it was pretty awesome yeah exactly so how was your experience at bitcoin miami uh how did how did you like being there and uh have you been to any of these kind of uh conferences before uh so miami was insane uh that was the first conference that i really went to in the u.s there was a lot of shit coinery i mean i'm not gonna say that there wasn't but i mean bitcoin magazine was awesome and they did a great job of like hosting it and they hooked me up with a badass spot for the booth, so I can't I can't complain about that. I mean, the the conference was awesome. I didn't get to check it out that much because literally I was sitting behind the booth, just kind of messing around for most of it. And the, our booth was so busy I could barely get away. Um, the only other conference that I went to has been in uh, Berlin at the Lightning Conference when they held it out there. So it was kind of awesome to see all my old friends <laughs> in Miami that I haven't seen for like three years. But yeah, the conference is great just to see all the people you talk to on Telegram and Twitter 24-7. I mean, that that was probably the best best part about it. Yeah, that was what I liked about it a, a lot as well. That's really what I enjoyed. I mean, the, some of the talks are great, but you know, at the end of the day, you can get those uh, talks on YouTube and uh, see the recordings afterwards. So, you know, being in person forms kind of cool, but uh, I think the industry booth and everything like that is really, you know, a, a big reason why a lot of people go to the conferences and to kind of connect and, and learn more about, uh, you know, various products like what you guys got going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I actually got to meet you in person. I connected with you over Twitter first. Uh, <laughs> See, it's kinda, awesome, man. I love the conferences for that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I met a few others there as well. But uh, where are you based out of? Are you uh, in in the U.S. or are you over in uh, in Europe? No, we're actually out of the U.S. in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yep. see, that's interesting that your first conference that you went to is all the way over in Berlin. Um, but uh, that, that must have been, uh, I guess, pre-COVID days. Is that right? Yeah, that was, that was pre-COVID. That was 2018. So the good old days. 
Yeah. <laughs> that when everything uh, travel wasn't as complicated as, yes. as it is now, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. So um, let's get into some of these uh, like novelty products that you sell. Uh, so you brought up the Bitcoin grenade. Um, what are some of your favorite, like, I guess, wild ones that you've had the uh, that you, that the community has asked you to design? Yeah, so I would say Bitcoin Grenade, 100%. Um, Anhans asked me to create that for actually a Bitcoin conference in Hanoi, Vietnam. And I was like, what do you guys want? And they're like, we want a grenade with the Bitcoin symbol. And I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And I actually sent over 150 grenades to Vietnam in a box. And I got a call from one of them and they're like, hey, um, so we shouldn't have sent all the grenades in a box because it's stuck at customs. And they actually had to bring in a uh, like an army vet to like look through the box and like allow it to go through customs. So <laughs> that was pretty crazy. And then everybody after they got their grenades was like, how the hell am I supposed to bring this home on a plane? So that was one of the crazier stories on products that we brought for sure. Yeah. And then you guys were also printing some uh, some of your Bitcoin astronauts at the conference. So yeah. tell me about that story. Is that just, uh, you know, I guess the the classic meme that goes around that Bitcoin's going to the moon? Yeah, exactly. That That's just a simple thing that we just added a couple of bees on to. And we're like, hey, why not? It's an astronaut. We all we all know we're going to the moon. So we started printing those. I know we printed some keychains there, too. And the Bitcoin coasters, um, other crazy stuff that we've made. I don't I don't even know. You put me on the spot. Yes, yeah, Bitcoin chain uh, that you yeah. guys. <laughs> so that one, that one was cracking me up. So uh, what was the idea with that? Did you just see like, I don't know, watching football or something, see some turnover chains and you thought, why not get the big giant? Bitcoin? No. So we literally, I've had that in my shop for like five years since I really started the company. And it, I got it off Thingiverse from a guy called Sensible Designs. The file's online, like you can download it and print it yourself. And then I just print them at the conference and people loved them. So I was like, so I contacted the designer. I was like, hey, man, um, I would love to sell your chains because everybody wanted one at the Bitcoin conference and we started working out a deal. So now I can actually sell them on the site. So that was actually pretty cool because, yeah, everybody wanted to like wear them and people were like trying to outbid each other, like trying to win it. I was like, you guys, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, now let's get into, I guess, some of the more, uh, I guess, utility type stuff that you got going on so uh i know you have a lot of cases and uh you know uh for bitcoin printer or bitcoin miners i'm sorry um so uh i guess how do you uh, come up with some of these designs you, you you mentioned it already that you have uh you know a designer working with you does she or he uh come up with all the designs and um yeah i guess just uh did you I guess, decide to start building a lot of these just because you were starting to get into Bitcoin mining? Uh, so for uh, mining, we just do like shrouds and stuff. Uh, for cases, we do for like Bitcoin nodes. Uh, uh, okay. So we designed the first Bitcoin node case uh, I did for, because I wanted to finally build my own Raspi Blitz node, I think four years ago now. And I was like, well, why the hell don't I have an awesome case for it? It's Raspberry Pi. So that's where that one all came from. So I just whipped up a design and it's went through like five different versions now. And it's really like changed the look of it. And I just, I always say Bitcoin is personal. That's like one thing that I want to stand by. And I think everybody's Bitcoin nodes should be too. Because it's your copy of the blockchain, right? Like it should look how you want to. So that's one way or one reason why we allow anybody to customize anything about it. Colors, uh, shapes, 
you can add different designs on it and, and wording. So we have a lot of different cases for Bitcoin nodes themselves, just because they should be personal. Yeah, I mean that, that's uh, that's really interesting. So do you do like outside of uh, I guess customizations of you know the the thing itself? Do you accept like I don't know if somebody wanted to draw in the design or something like that and change something for for some of this and add specific stuff? Do you allow people to uh, go through and customize it completely themselves? Yeah, so we've done that before. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of a couple of different examples. Um, so like Foundry came to us and we printed, we designed a whole new front cover with their logo and colors and stuff. And we printed off 100 for them to give away to every single one of their uh, employees, which was really cool. Yeah, we have we have different people coming up that have like a podcast and they want to put their logo on the front. So we get a drive from them and then customize the whole front panel. Uh, we do a lot of different things like that. So. I gotcha. That's really cool. So, um, all right, now let's get into uh, the Bitcoin community. So since you've kind of gotten started and uh, now run a business in Bitcoin, in the Bitcoin realm, what's uh, one of the cooler things that I, I guess has been or opportunities that's been brought to you just because of uh, you starting Crypto Cloaks? Uh, the fact that I got to quit my corporate job and do Crypto Cloaks like full time has been the greatest gift that the community has given me. Like, I, hands down, uh, uh, the amount of support I've gotten from the Bitcoin community is crazy. Like I said, I started five years ago and uh, a year ago, about, yeah, about a year ago, I actually quit the corporate job and now I do crypto clubs full time. And that's just because of all the community support. I mean, I couldn't have done it without any of them. So that's honestly the best thing. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. So, I mean, <laughs> how, how's it been going so far? Uh, any regrets or was it uh, kind of nerve wracking going off on your own or... You know, are you just, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you seem very happy uh, with the way things are going right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I, I'm living the dream is what I always say too. People, my family always laughs when I tell them I'm living the dream, but uh, no, I, I really am. I mean, I, I work for myself. I don't have to do the corporate grind anymore. And I really just get to spend more time with the community and uh, interact with them all the time. Um, focus more on designs and bringing more projects to the the space is what I really want to do and slowly try to get bigger. I mean, I want to be able to have personalized Bitcoin nodes all around the world. And that's like one of my main goals. I gotcha. Now, did you always want to be an entrepreneur or did, uh, I guess, finding Bitcoin and, you know, the whole sovereign individual thing kind of speak to you and that's where you kind of decided to become? An yeah. So I, I owe it all to Bitcoin. I mean, uh, I, I was totally okay with at the time of just the nine to five grind working for the weekends and everything like that. But once you go down that rabbit hole, you, you really understand that Bitcoin is the rarest asset. So you should really try to like focus on that. And then a lot of people don't understand like time is the rarest asset on the planet. So once you start realizing, I, I mean, I understood that more after getting into Bitcoin and I go, why the hell am I wasting all this time? at a nine to five and working for the weekends, you're pretty much throwing away three quarters of your life if you just work for that weekend. So that, it really changed me. I mean, Bitcoin's crazy. Like once you go down that rabbit hole, you really start to like understand the importance of all all these different aspects that really you, you don't in the fiat world. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you there. So I think, um, you know, exactly like you're saying, but, uh, my, my, my dad is, a uh, an entrepreneur, so I'm a little different. Uh, I've kind of always wanted to be an entrepreneur, uh, on my own. Um, you know, so I'm a little jealous of you that you're already out of the, uh, nine to five grind. I'm unfortunately still in it. Um, but, uh, I got a flexible schedule enough where I can talk to cool Bitcoiners like you in the middle there of the go. day. 
but uh, yeah. So uh, I, I guess uh, how does how does your family view uh, Bitcoin and like all your friends and everything like that? Because obviously they've seen the success that you've had just being in the realm and you know becoming an entrepreneur and everything like that. Have you been able to successfully orange pill them yet, or do they just think you? I don't know. The <laughs> internet money thing. Yeah, that's a tough one. I get. Uh, I I have a hard time like trying to like convince my family to get orange peeled. It's, it's crazy. I show them all the examples. I show them the business. So they just, I don't know. It's boomers, man. They sometimes just don't understand it. Uh, I think my dad said, Oh, it's just not for me. Cause it's too late. And I'm just like shaking my head. Like this doesn't even make any sense. And like, I've tried to convince them like so many times. And I mean, my whole entire family just gets sick of me talking about Bitcoin all the time. So I really have to like not talk about Bitcoin 24 seven. <laughs> But yeah, I got you. On, yeah, I got you on that one. So my my dad is uh probably around the same same uh, realm as as your dad and your family, but uh, mine says like something similar. So uh, he'll talk with his buddies on the golf course, and he'll talk to me about Dogecoin, or he texted me once about Shiba, and I'm like, Dad, <laughs> just buy Bitcoin. That's all you need to do. Yeah. He's like, Well, all my buddies on the golf course are talking about this one that's going boom. And then, you know, I won't hear from him about, uh, you know, Bitcoin or crypto or anything for a while until the next, I guess, shitcoin pops off Come and that's around. what makes the headlines. Yeah. So I think uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, boomers and, and things like that, they want uh, the flashy headlines. And once they see that, that kind of grabs their attention. Um, I think so, they're yeah. also just stuck in the old ways of like, they look at it like, oh, it's still new and I don't want to lose my life savings. But what they really don't understand is their life savings is getting completely decimated by the money printer going burr. So they're like, it's crazy. It's crazy. They just don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's uh, yeah, like exactly like you're saying, they're kind of just in the ways of 2% inflation is normal. Uh, you know, they got to invest <laughs> And do all the whole, uh, you know, stock investing or things like uh, like that. Maybe real estate, whatever. That's how you grow your wealth. And now this new crazy internet money thing is around, and that's just like it's like a Ponzi scheme or, yeah. but, you know, you might. They you all say get- it's gonna fail. It's going to zero at some point. I'm just like, all right. I mean, I'll, I tried. I mean, I I told people to start buying at like three thousand dollars. I have a lot of friends that reach out. They're like, Jesus, I should have listened to you, which is, which is really funny. I was like. Well, you buy it when you deserve to. So, I mean, you can always buy it now. Yeah, exactly. So, I I guess, uh, what about your, yeah, you brought up your friends already. So, do your friends, I guess, closer to your age that aren't in the Bitcoin realm, have you kind of seen them, like, start to come along? Or is it more so uh, exactly like you said, like, they're still kind of like, oh, it's too late or or what? No, they're actually starting to come around. I mean, a lot of them started buying later on. And they're like, well, I should have bought earlier when you told me. And they're starting to understand like the whole like background of Bitcoin and like how and why it's so important and how it's going to like pretty much be the next currency. So that's awesome to see. It just takes I mean, it takes some people longer than others. I mean, we're not all lucky enough to be able to be go down a rabbit hole within six months and be like, all right, I'm all in. Let's do it. Yeah, I think what always helps me is uh you know, I, at least personally, is I, I buy a little bit, and then I, that's when I start to research. Is when I have some skin in the game. So yeah. I've been trying this new thing where I'm sending people sats for like birthday and uh, you know special occasions to try to see if that gets them to, uh, I guess, look into it a little bit more. Uh, the problem is, is it's, I'm putting like my own money into it, so they're <laughs> not, like as uh, attached to it as uh, maybe if they were to put it put in their own, but. Yeah. Um, 
if you find another strategy that helps you orange pill people, please let me know because uh, I'm trying, but I'm not like being extremely pushy, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I gave up on being the whole pushy like guy that was always like telling them, Hey, do this, do this, do this. You got to go all in. I, I mean, I, I just stopped doing that because a lot of people just didn't care anyways. So the ones that I actually care about, I, I try to like keep nudging and being like, Hey, you should, you should do this. I'm not lying. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you do any of the, I guess, Bitcoin meetups outside of, uh, you know, just doing some conferences here or there? Uh, so there's uh, one that started in northern Colorado. I'm trying to get out there. The, la the last two I missed when they started it up just because it was before conference and I was getting ready for all that. So the next one that they throw in northern Colorado, I'll go to that one for sure. I and gotcha. I know there's a couple yeah. like north of Denver, too, and south. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say is I, I, I have a feeling that the Denver area is probably uh, not like huge for Bitcoin, but a pretty good size. Um, yeah, they have a good showing. Like, yeah. Um, so everything like that, too. So um, I guess outside of the meetups and, and things like that, do you uh, who's the coolest person that you've met uh, oh, in the God. Bitcoin community? And uh, have you had that moment where you're, I guess. I don't know, almost starstruck or like, wow, I can't believe that this just happened. Um, uh, whether it's at a meetup or a conference or anything like that. Uh, I wouldn't say one person in particular. I, I don't do the whole like, oh, you're like uh, an idol of mine or whatever. I try to stay away from that because what in Bitcoin, what do we always say? Slay your idols, like don't have any. So that's a tough one. But I, I would say, honestly, just all the plebs and people that I've met like over the years is literally the best because you talk to these people like 24 seven, you give each other shit on Twitter. And when you finally get to meet each other in person, it's like your long lost friend and stuff. So like I, at the conference, I was just hugging everybody. I was like, Oh my God, it's so nice to finally meet you. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. That's kind of how I f feel about it as well. It's like, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, just like you said, um, where you're meeting all these people where you're interacting with them a lot on the internet and on Twitter and, uh, yeah, through other mediums. And uh, yeah, you're almost like, well, it's not like actually meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, I've been talking to you on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, tel or Telegram and, and everything like that. So um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I hope to, to get out to more. And uh, yeah, and then hopefully I'll, I'll see you on, on some more as well. Do you have any plans on going to any other conferences here coming what up? Is the one, what's the one in August? Pit Block Boom, I think is yeah, in August. Yeah, um, in what's the one in uh atlanta what the hell is that one called they wanted me to go out there but i can't make it out there i don't think oh, tabconf that's what it okay. is yeah um yeah so bitblock bloom i'm trying to go out to but i don't know the the whole tickets for everything uh for me is uh, <laughs> a little pricey um so if anybody yeah. has a extra ticket or anything like that wants to put put me out just let me know because i'm originally from austin so uh any excuse i can get to go back home to uh visit my family and, and i was gonna say yeah. hell you got at least a, probably a free place to stay that's nice yeah i'm like yeah. miami like, hotels holy shit no that was really expensive was that your first time out at miami uh, i've been to miami a couple times but i've never stayed there for a week and holy crap that was crazy yeah miami's uh miami's an expensive place um i really do like miami but uh if uh if i were to ever try to live out there or anything i would need uh a lot more income than i got coming <laughs> for sure <clears throat> all right so um we'll get we'll, we'll close it out here with one more with one last question 
how are you feeling about uh, Bitcoin for the rest of the year and beyond? And uh, what is one big reason why you're, um, I guess I'm assuming why you're bullish? Oh boy. Well, I'm always bullish. I mean, that never goes away. Like bears that say, even if the price takes, who gives a shit about the price? Let's be honest. Like I'm in it for the long term. I, I love everything that I do. My main goal is to combine my two passions, 3D printing and Bitcoin. So I'm always bullish. I mean, look at all the stuff people are creating 24 seven. How can you not be bullish? It's just insane to me. Like uh, that that's it. Like I'm bullish. I will never not be bullish. Even if the price tanks, I don't care. We're long-term hodlers here. So who gives a shit? So yeah, there we go. I think the the more I buy and the longer I've held, the less I look at the price. So I agree. With What's you. Up, yeah. So yeah, and J Rag in the chat says, uh, "Hey, for uh, telling you about the Lightning Prince of the conference." So um, yeah, it seems like uh, somebody in this the crowd here uh, came to came to see you as well. And that's so, what it's all about. I told. I, that's what I said. This is what I love. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome connecting Bitcoiners from all over, just through the internet too, which is wild. Exactly. All right, Rick. Well, um, tell us where to find you and uh, everything about Crypto Cloaks and uh, give us some, I guess, pardon words here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, find us at CryptoCloaks.com. You can find us at Crypto Cloaks on Twitter and Instagram. I run them all. So if you're talking to any of those on Twitter and Instagram, you're pretty much talking to me. Um, and then, I don't know, that's it, I guess, right? Oh, no. If you want to get into 3D printing, go to 3D. Oh, God, I can't even. 3dprintersgoburr.com and then also join our telegram group to learn about 3d printing and all that stuff with bitcoin at 3dprintingbitcoin.com okay, there's a lot of urls <laughs> yeah well that's fine i'll uh, i'll be sure to put those in the show notes as well um rick thank you so much for your time and uh yeah let's see bitcoin go to the moon absolutely we're going to the moon yeah we are all right i'm ended